Welcome back to Grazia Life Advice. I'm Rhiannon Evans and this time we're with an award-winning British model and podcaster. Hi, my name's Adjua Boa. I'm a model, the founder of Girls Talk and I am on the journey of trying to be an actor and I am this week's guest on Grazia's Life Advice podcast. Adjua tells us about starting Girls Talk, a place for young women and girls to discuss mental health and well-being. It is that that space that I think we all needed when we were at school. It's a, it's a, a confidential space where you're able to share what's going on in your life. She opens up about going sober and working to look after her mental health. And then it was suddenly kind of ridiculous, some of the things that we were anxious about. But it was so nice to suddenly, like, get it out in the open and have a sounding board to the madness that's going around in your head. And finally, the positives of being sensitive after resenting it for years. My sensitivity for others is, is one of my most important attributes, I think. was something that I really love about myself. All of that, plus the importance of community and entering a new industry. Adjo is such a thoughtful person with so much life experience. I really hope you enjoy her wisdom. Hi, Adua. How are you today? Oh, good. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's good. Good so much. Good so much. No, I'm really good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming on. Where am I speaking to you from? Where are you? I am. It is a Tuesday morning and I'm in sunny Los Angeles. Wow. So, yeah, it's a beautiful day. I live between here and London, so at the moment I'm here. God, that's so, you love having both sides, I bet, because, I mean. Yeah, I'm really, I mean, super lucky to have both, you know. Obviously, I'm London's home, but I'm like slowly but surely like making this my home. Oh, really? Yeah. People seem to just really fall for LA. Does it, has it got its claws into them? That LA life, yes. I think you can try and fight it. Mm. I've seen many try and fail to fight that like LA lifestyle yeah. but it just seeps into you the green juices and the gymming and the hiking and the the whole thing yeah. you're just like oh this sounds really great <laughs> do you know what I mean I mean the grump is still in me the English mentality the London yeah. mentality is you know through and through okay. it's you know it's like in my blood but yes I do love Pilates and um <laughs> I love going to Air One, so, yeah. Oh, yes, that sounds lovely. I mean, it's been a pretty grim day here in London, so I think you're winning there. Um, we're here talking yeah. to you today because you're working with Kurt Geiger and their Kindness Foundation. Um, can you tell me a bit about how you came to work with them? So, I mean, it's been amazing working with Kurt Geiger. You know, the way in which I work and my team works is we try at all times for my activism and all my really important work to be kind of incorporated into my modeling work if possible Mm. and if there's a chance that we can like you know make the most of this kind of collaboration because girls talk at the end of the day is the is the most important thing so it's like if I can get that in there as Mm. well as like me being a model, that's always just such a, a win. And so they approached me for modelling and then we threw them a massive email about how they should get involved <laughs> in Girls Talk. <laughs> also, they're coming to me because of what I stand for and because that works well with their 
ethos and their morals and and who they believe they are as a brand and so it's quite obvious that I am going to bring all those things that make me who I am and other important parts of my life with me Mm. and so it's always great when a brand stands up and goes like yeah we'll take it all it's been really brilliant and they're incredible and they've and they've truly supported us so much you know Mm. And Girls Talk is such an amazing initiative. I can't imagine there's lots of people who haven't heard of it. But if there is anybody listening who's not, I mean, can you explain a little bit about what that is? So Girls Talk is a non-profit, a community-led organisation dedicated to the mental health and well-being of women and girls. To be honest, the thought was in my head for quite a long time. So mm. I think it came to fruition in probably like 2015. After a year of getting sober and uh, and getting my life and piecing it all back together, mm. it is that that space that I think we all needed when we were at school. Mm. It's, a, it's a, a confidential space where you're able to share what's going on in your life. It's It's a place where storytelling and factual academia are meshed Mm. we know what it means to see someone like yourself sharing a story from lived experience that resonates with you what that does in 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 regards to making you feel less alone stigma reduction suicide prevention and then we have the facts we have the resources we have the advice Mm. we have the actionable like things to do to kind of get yourself out of there I suppose we listen to our community we're very very much led by what our community wants to speak about whether it's race sexual assault abortion rights you know the list goes on we have a podcast we do events um we do a lot of things yeah it's absolutely huge now isn't it I mean there's such a need for it and such a cry out for it so you know yeah you know now what's brilliant is you know, obviously there's still so much work to be done, but obviously mental health is spoken about a lot more freely than it was back then. Mm. I mean, it's, it doesn't even seem that like it was that much, you know, that long ago, to be quite honest. But it is so incredible how wider the conversation is and yeah. how more nuanced it is and, and deeper and more meaningful. And But obviously there's so much more work to be done. But I think when we started speaking about it, it was like, you know, we were screaming about it. We were like, listen to us. Like, this is such an important topic. Like, this is like almost like a pandemic. You don't even understand. Like, it's like, it's deep rooted in everyone, you Mm -hmm. know, and people feel like they can't talk about it. And I felt like I couldn't talk about it. Yeah, it was only until I got help that I was almost validated in my um, feelings of distress and sadness. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Up until then, I was like, God, why do I feel like that? I need to just get on with it, I suppose. Mm. And I feel like that's how a lot of people feel. And it was only until I was given this this space, and, you know, I can't say that without saying what a massive privilege that is, that my parents were even able to put me in a space like that. So that, mm. again, just shows how needed Girls Talk is, you know? Yeah, so on that note, I'm absolutely thrilled to be getting your pieces of advice today because your first one is uncertainty is normal. And I wondered if you could talk a bit about how you came to realise that. You know, throughout my kind of journey of um, recovery, 
we're we're kind of pushed to kind of dive into the unknown and because I think one I definitely had spent a lot of time kind of not necessarily complacent but like stuck in such strong feelings of anxiety Mm. that it almost I was kind of just like fixed and like hadn't been kind of living my life to like my fullest potential do you know what I mean Mm. and I suppose what I mean by uncertainty is normal is that like the unknown is has almost become my like kind of my power like my force of like power Mm. do you know what I mean I kind of like willingly step into it because of how much it teaches me Mm. about myself and my relationships with other people and like my position on this planet and like what I want to do and what brings me joy and and what's important do you know what I mean so I've like found this this idea of uncertainty is normal like many times in my life do you know what I mean like Mm. most recently probably in COVID you know re-evaluating because of this stillness, because I wasn't busy with work, because my whole identity wasn't, like, attached to work. Do you Mm. know what I mean? I was like, who am I? I had to kind of discover myself again and Mm. figure out who I was. I think also what's important to kind of remember with this one is that it kind of changes all the time. And maybe that's why uncertainty is normal, because your perspective changes, Mm. your story changes, the way you look at how you got here changes because you grow and you learn and you're influenced by, you know, hopefully great energy that you keep around you. Do you know what I mean? And, and new found experiences. But I think it's almost, it's about being okay with not knowing exactly who you are and and what you want, because I think it, it it just changes all the time. Mm. Yeah. I, I think I really like what you say about how, um, there's almost like leaning into that because you think when you feel anxious that what you need is certainty and like that's what you need. But I like that you're saying that actually sometimes that uncertainty is a better place for you to be. A hundred percent. I mean, it's terrifying. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. it's taken me a long time to get to that point. And don't, you know, for anyone listening, sorry, um, anxiety still when it's there mm. and it's like, you know, it can it can bring me to my knees even now. Do you know mm. what I mean? And mm. so, I I try and practice what I preach at all times, obviously. But you know, there are many moments where I'm like, oh, you know, it's too much, not knowing what's going to happen. Do you mm. know what I mean? I suppose what's important to stay, you know, going off that is like asking for help as well. You know, reaching out when it all feels too much. Kessa and my my sister. This is my sister. We did this the other day. I was like so anxious like just so anxious and you know anyone who struggles with anxiety it can be anything from the fact like you haven't picked up your dry cleaning Mm. or your wash or haven't done your washing to the fact like the ice caps are melting do you know what I mean it's like what my sister and I did is we just like listed everything that was giving us anxiety it was just anything it was like I haven't been invited to this this event it's given me anxiety I haven't bought any light bulbs for the house. That's giving me anxiety, you know? And then it got, like, it got so weird and wonderful. But it was really nice to give it, like, just say it out loud. And then it was suddenly kind of ridiculous, Mm. some of the things that we were anxious about. 
but it was so nice to suddenly like get it out in the open and be like have a sounding board to the madness that's going around in your head so I mean, I'm now giving about a million pieces of advice, but I would say that is just get it out. And just remember that there's, there's just not one path. There's mm. just not one path. It's like mine has changed so many times. You know, I said at the beginning, you know, I'm on this journey of trying to be an actor. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like that was my dream when I was like, that was my first love when I was 13 years old. And I went to uni for it and I went to national. You know, I did all these things. And then life comes. Mm and throws you in a different direction. I think it's interesting that you talk about, sorry, your second piece of advice is that there's no one path, as you say. And I think it's interesting you talk about that because from the outside, people see you having this super successful career on so many levels, you know, activism, acting, you know, modelling. Is that true? Do you quite often find that you, you've kind of not gone where you wanted to go? All the time. I suppose it's just kind of realising that, you know... Things come when they're supposed to come sometimes. Mm. Obviously, I do have a part to play in that. But the day I decided that I wanted to give acting a shot, it was like a... It was a massive decision that I had to make. I had yeah. to, you know... I've battled with ego ever since that day, do you know what I mean? I'm walking away from an industry. I'm not walking away, obviously. No. I'm, like, very much still in the fashion industry. But, like, you're taking your foot off the kind mm. of pedal, do you know what I mean? And it's like... We're told that our our self is based on our relevance yeah. and who we are to everyone else and what we can give and what we have. You know, I can put my hand up and say that sometimes I, I fall under that kind of, that category. And I'm like, because I'm not there, will people forget me? Blah, 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 blah. You know, madness, madness, madness. You know, and I'm still at the very beginning of this this acting journey, but it would be impossible for me to put 100% in if I hadn't mm. stepped off, you know, put modelling aside for a bit. Do you know what I mean? It's, and it's just things like that. It's like, yes, life is life, but also there comes a point where you have to, like, you know, make the decision for yourself mm. and push yourself on the right path. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that happened, you know, when I got sober, that happened when I decided I was going to spend more time here, you know, that decided, you know, I've made those decisions, like, countless amounts of time it's not even a conscious decision sometimes like before covid i'd spent like you know five years back to back like working mm. i was not, it was almost like a survival mechanism it's like you know i've been in such a dark place i've gotten out of that dark place work has taken off like it's crazy and exciting and now that's going to be my thing that's going to keep me afloat and keep me on the straight and narrow and then you get to a point and you're like, that doesn't really make me happy anymore. Mm. Not having a relationship and not seeing my friends and being completely exhausted. It's like, that's not something I'm willing to like sacrifice my, like I'm not willing to sacrifice my happiness for that mm. anymore. Do you know what I mean? I need to reevaluate, you know? And it's just things like that. It's like, I always think, I'm always amazed when I think I've got it all figured out. And then I'm thrown this like massive bomb you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> I sorted that one out. And now I have to like dive into the unknown again and figure this one out. You know, in lockdown, it was like identity. It was like the resurgence of Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. I was like, am I white? Am I black? Am I black? And am I white? I mean, like it was like a madness. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
and it was so uncomfortable and I was like I thought I'd already done this I got sober I'm yeah. you know I'm on medic you know I thought I'd figured it out and you're suddenly like no definitely mm-hmm. not yeah. <laughs> I haven't figured it out at all <laughs> Which I, I guess, you know, you touched on it earlier, but your third piece of advice is to ask for help when you need it. You have mentioned, obviously, getting sober and how that was a big challenge for you. Is that is that a time when you had to really ask for help in your life? Or did people come to you and say, no, you need help? I think I was talking to a friend the other day who just got sober. I don't even know if I had the the language to even ask for that. But mm. I don't even know if I had the language, sorry, to articulate, like, that I needed help at mm. that point. Um, I think since then, I have asked for help a multitude of times. Mm. But I think at that point, you know, it was almost like giving in to the fact that, like, there were people around me who was just like, this is how it's going to be. And then, and then it's up to you. Then it was me asking for help. When you're young, it's like, you know, I kind of, I'm still under my like parental guidance, do you know what I mean? I like I still live at home. Like, mm. what am I gonna like? It's kind of what am I gonna do? Say no? Like, I kind of have to. Mm. So, at that point, it was like I'm just gonna do it yeah. and see how it goes. You know, give it a go to kind of shut everyone up. And then later on, you know, it was really if I wanted to stay sober, if I wanted to be happy, if I wanted to like live a better life, mm. live a kind of a less chaotic one, then it was going to be up to me to, like, ask for help. Um, and I have done ever since. And there are some times where I forget to mm. and I have friends that reach out, you know, especially with mental health. Sobriety isn't something, like, I feel like that's in my, like, it's, like, second nature to me mm. now, you know. I've been sober for, like, eight years. But mental health, it's, like, we all know it's, like, such a... What's the word? Is it non-linear? Is that the word? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, always there are ups and downs. And is it friends, family? I have a great team around me who I, I'm able to be like, you know, mm. I've got to stop now. I've got to have a little bit of time. I've got to have a few days at home watching mm. TV and staring into space for a second, reading my book. Do you know what I mean? I have an yeah. amazing, I have a really brilliant team, you know, who like, look after me um, and are the gatekeepers to all the, the other madness, do you know what I mean? Mm. And my mom and dad, they're like my best friends ever, my <laughs> sister. So we're such a tight family and have become like, you know, even closer mm. throughout all the kind of things that we've gone through as a family. And friends, you know, I have really brilliant friends who who have been with me, like, from the very beginning. So you sound like you've got that network totally set up there, and I'm going to ask you more about that after this. We're back, and you were just talking to me about the people that you go to, and your fourth piece of advice is to find a community and really be intentional with people that you surround yourself with. Has that always been the case, something that's more important to you now? Um, It's become even more important. Mm-hmm. Getting sober, you're thrown into a new community. So you realise the importance of it because it's going to like, these are people who really get it. Do you know what I mean? The people I surround myself are very like, they make me who I am. Those relationships are like sacred. Do you know what I mean? Like community is so, so important. Mm. Like the girls talk community. There's no other people, you know, sometimes even more than my friends. They're like... We're all there for a particular reason, mm. you know. 
And so that kind of, all that small talk has been like pushed to the side and we let's like meet each other where we're at. That's where I really feel like I can be my like truer self most of the time, mm. you know. I do think you have to be very intentional though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is an, an energy that you have to put out there and it, it definitely isn't something that you can just wait to kind of fall on your lap. You definitely got to be like very um, purposeful about kind of going in search of it. Yeah, and you obviously have gone out and done that. You know, you've come from where you've come from, set up Girls Talk and taken that positive energy forward. Your fifth piece of advice is to take care of yourself, but also take care of others. Is that, has that been something that's helped you with your own mental health, is, is helping uh, others? Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, I was very lucky after I got sober. Um, I moved to LA and I had a period of time where I was like, I'd been kind of financially independent up until then. And my parents were like, OK, we're going to give you a little bit of time to get yourself back on your feet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I didn't think I was going to model again, all sorts of things. And so during that time, I started working at different kind of non-profits and, and being of service and, and kind of, I needed to stop thinking about myself. I, you know, we all, you know, when we're doing the self-work, it's like all I'm doing is thinking about myself. And it's like so nice to not do that yeah. and be like, how can I be of service for someone else? It's humbling. It's it's grounding. So really, that was a massive factor in kind of why I love doing the work I do now. Um, and it was also a massive factor in me kind of like in my growth, really. My kind of sensitivity was something that I kind of think I resented for a lot of my life. And then when I started kind of piecing back my life together, I saw it as such a strength because mm. it's why I'm able to do the work that I do. Do you know what I mean? Mm. My sensitivity for others is is one of my most important attributes, I think. Yeah. Was something that I really love about myself, you know. Um, I think before I just wished I was just like, oh, I wish I didn't care as much. Mm. But I really do. So um, I love learning about people. Yeah. I love understanding new perspectives i i love i love what that does in in regards to me figuring out more things about myself as well you know fantastic i love hearing you talk about that can i ask though what your final piece of good advice is so my final piece of good advice would be share how you're feeling opening up and sharing your story will change your life and can change so many others Mm. That obviously is something that runs through and through you and, that, and you know, that we've talked about a lot. But was it scary the first time you were like, actually, I'm going to speak quite publicly about all these things that have happened to me? You didn't have to do that. Yeah, I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone, you know, we talk about this a lot. Of girl, uh, we talk about this a lot of Girls Talk. Yeah. For anyone who wants to share their story, like, don't, it's amazing. But think about it, yeah. you know, like do the right work before you just go and like put your story out there. Um, I have no regrets and I'm very lucky that I did it with the right people. Yeah. You asked me the right questions and made me feel really safe and looked after. But I didn't really know what I was doing. Mm. You know, I'd been around people who had just been like 
Adra, just be honest, be vulnerable. Like you spent so much time not doing that and this is why you feel like this. So then I was like thrown into a community of people who all they did was do that. Do you know what I mean? All they did was put their hand up and share their innermost, deepest, darkest secrets. Mm. And so I think when I was like put in this situation with a style like you girls, I was just like, well, they're just asking me the right questions. And sometimes it's as simple as that, you know? They really wanted to know. It is crazy. I'm still amazed by what that has done for my life Mm. and the people that has brought into my life, you know? Mm. I don't know the facts. I can't throw you a lot of stats. But what I do know is, like, lived experience. Mm. And that's how that's the only way that I know how to speak. The only way I know how to speak is, like, sharing and hoping that you'll share back with Mm. me, you know? meeting you halfway and hoping that that makes you feel safe enough to like share a bit of yourself with me yeah and it really can change lives and it definitely changed my life who would have thought that I would have like all these things that had like trapped me the uncertainty that had kind of rooted me in one sad position and had like kind of made me feel so like lost and alone and putting my hand up and like sharing all those things that I thought had brought me so much shame Mm. do you know what I mean and instead of being kind of cast aside I was embraced what the fuck I mean it's so cool yeah (laughs) and you know people want that lived experience when they want to speak to someone right you don't want to speak to somebody who doesn't understand it absolutely Mm -hmm. well We've had your six best piece of advice. We need some lived experience when it comes to your worst piece of advice. It's normally something that people have told you or said to you and you've kind of actively decided, you know what, I'm going to go against that. What What is that for you? I think get on with it was always a bad one for mm. me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be fine. Just get on with it. Very British, going back to Very what you were saying British. about LA versus the UK. Yeah. You know, that was quite, a, I didn't like that one. Mm. And that was not helpful for me when I was younger because I was like, okay, you know, mm. I feel like a burden. Do you know what I mean? I'm just going to keep it to myself. Mm. And now with Girls Talk, it means that loads of girls aren't having that. You know, they are getting to talk about things rather than just mm-hmm. cracking on, which, as you say, is when the worst phrase is going, yeah. Well, thank you so much. You've shared so much with us, as I know you always do, but I've really appreciated it. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, no, I've really, really loved it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I felt like I can speak about all the things. So that's a testament to how good you are at creating good spaces. So thank you. It's kind. Thank you. There are so many pieces of advice in that conversation. If you know somebody who would enjoy the episode, please share and recommend the podcast. Word of mouth really, really helps us reach new listeners. Take care. Bye for now.